Welcome once again here to more football. That's right, week eight of the NFL season. Only nine weeks left here in the regular season. And we're thrilled to be with you as always. Richard Johnson, Vox Lombardi. I'm your host, Adam Burton. Yes, with new threads hooking us up here. Thank you very much. Fine folks, hello Dolly, is my understanding. She hooked us up here with some clothing. Great to have that along for the ride. And as you can see, Richard and Botch always bringing the color and the heat as well. We got lots of great topics today, okay? NFC West, are the Cardinals for real after that great win against the Seattle Seahawks? Plus, some awesome games to look forward to this weekend. But trending up and trending down. Trending down the Tampa Bay Rays. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Taking a shot at Richard. That hurts words. me. That hurts okay. me on that. <laughs> that was too soon. Okay. Trending up, though, we want to start with the L.A. Chargers. Vach, how about this team? I'm going to give you a stat here on Justin Herbert. He's the only player in the last 50 years here, folks, 1,500 passing yards and 100-plus passer rating over his first five career games. Tell me why right now, in your estimation, Vach, the Chargers arrow pointing up. Well, sir, you just said it, man. The hardest thing to find is a quarterback and a young quarterback. And Justin Herbert is just confident. You see it poise he's making big throws down the field and he's getting everybody involved right Jalen Guyton got involved Virgil Green got involved but what I like the most and I said this a couple weeks ago I'll say it again he knows how to find his guys he will get the ball to Keenan Allen if there is any doubt I'm gonna find my best guy he's not one of these young guy check down Charlie dudes you know he's leading this thing into hey I'm gonna go downfield because that's what I want to do I got the arm to do it plus if the, if the pass rush gets bad I can just run away from you like I'm just super impressed with him now, does that mean that there's going to be major change for the Chargers? I mean, they're still not going to, you know, be great this year. They're, 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 they may not be a playoff team or anything like that, but they're moving in the right direction because they have a passer that they feel good about. So now moving on next year, all they got to do is get healthy, draft well, and bring in some more guys. So turning up. Yeah, I agree with you, Vach. I mean, it, it, the situation is this. You bring in a, a rookie quarterback, and he plays, I guess, better than you expected him to earlier, right? And, and you unfortunately sort of – Tyrod Taylor down, but you sort of are as a franchise sort of saying, okay, the future is now. And you sort of transition into that mode, I think, sooner than probably anybody in LA really thought. But I, I think when you look at it holistically, I think the aftermath of just sort of letting Phillip Rivers go, like it's sort of worked well for both parties so far. I know it's only really halfway through the season, but you know, Phillip Rivers got to go to a new home and the Chargers sort of moved on quicker than they thought. And, and you know, you look back six months after the fact and, and you say, well, huh, it kind of worked out for everybody, right? Then the best thing about a window like that is when you have these these young guys on those rookie deals. So now you can take that money and put that help elsewhere. So y'all got a window if y'all want to move fast. So let's see what the Chargers do moving on. Well, into every life, some rain must fall. So trending up the Chargers, trending down the Chicago Bears. As always, by the way, you can follow Vach and Richard on Twitter and social media. As Richard, in fact, tweeted, as the Bears on Monday night fell flat against the Rams, we are who they thought they were. If you look at this offense, you say, okay, Foles has done some things, but their rushing attack they right now have a fourth consecutive game, fewer than 65 rushing yards. The Bears, they're phonies, Rich. Yeah, I mean, look, David Montgomery struggles to run between the tackles. He can do some stuff in the passing game and outside of the tackles, but they struggle to run between the tackles. Nick Foles is limited as a quarterback. The Nick Foles that you saw, Adnan, your, your buddy, the two games in the playoffs that won them the Super Bowl, that's not Nick Foles. Nick Foles is what he was last year with the Jaguars, what he is with the Bears. He is not that quarterback that had that high with that really good team a few years ago, the Eagles that won the Super Bowl. So, you know, you sit and you're the Bears and you say, okay, we've got a really good defense. It's not like the Rams scored a ton of points on Monday night, really, in, in a sense of like that the, the game was gone. It's not like the Rams scored 40 points in that game uh, and, and the game script really got away from them in that respect. I think the defense, all things considered, 
gave the Bears offenses chances to at least put up a fight and make that an even game and potentially even win the game. But when the offense cannot pick up any of the slack the defense is giving them in today's NFL, you will see that at the end of the day, defenses can only bend so far. But with the Bears, I'm like, that Bears defense can't even bend if this offense isn't giving them anything. And there's a little bit of dysfunction, I think, when you've seen with what Nick Foles said uh, that came out in the broadcast. Nick Foles was saying, we're putting in play calls, that, that the protection doesn't have time to give me time to make the throws. It, it is just a mess with the Bears. And I think they are trending down, but it doesn't mean they're trending down to the seller of the league. They're trending down to the mean. They're regressing to the mean. And we said here on a couple of weeks ago, the Bears that were 5-1, and one, that's not really what they are. Nick Foles cannot blame this on anybody but himself. We're looking right at you, buddy. Um, and, and yes, you have to find your, you know, find what works for you. Find your Hercules, right? And what works for Nick Foles is playing defense and running the football. When Adnan Verk was in, you know, La La Land with this Eagles Super Bowl, they, <laughs> they, they, they played great defense and they ran the ball well with three different running backs. They were, they were, they were very multiple. But the the Bears aren't doing that now. They just haven't gotten it going. I'm, and I think David Montgomery is good. So maybe there's something missing there. You know, I think I think sometimes Nagy tries to be a little too smart for the room. That could be an issue there. But the 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 big point is Nick Foles cannot throw the ball 40 times. You're not going to win like that. So they're going to have to get some run game going. Will they be able to do it? I don't know. But we got a lot of teams that are going to make playoffs this year. So they're going to be a playoff team. I don't see the Vikings or the Lions in, you know, you know, just making that run to catch up to them or anything like that. But you cannot go into the playoffs with Nick Foles throwing the ball 40 times and being – if you can run the football, he goes back to being the GOAT. But until then, he's just regular Foles. Nick Foles is my buddy. We're going to get some animation, a little La La Land poster. I'll be Ryan Gosling. He can be Emma Stone. That's right. We did have some happy days together. But I agree with you guys. He brings it in spurts over the course of the season. Consistency is an issue. My team that's trending up right now is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Vosh doesn't like these guys, right? He keeps poo-pooing the Buccaneers. I don't believe the hype when it comes to the pirate ship. Listen, Tom Brady threw for 359 yards and four touchdown passes. He's 43 years of age in his lifetime, in his career. His completion percentage is 64%. Here at the age of 43, he's completing passes at a rate of 64%. They finally got some offensive weapons around Brady they did not have in New England. Foch, I know you want to hate on the, the on the Bucks, but come on. Arrow is at least trending up. Give me that. Let me give them credit where credit is due. That defense is 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 playing lights out. I I I can respect what they're doing. You lose one of your guys, Vita Vea, and I, I love me some Vita Vea. Anybody three hundred fifty pounds moving that fast got to be respected. You know what I mean? But they have kept that going. And what what you don't want is Tom Brady in shootouts. You don't want that. Now you can maybe win a game one time, two times, but you want him to throw the ball when he wants to throw it. You want to run the ball when you want to throw it. Uh, run it. You don't want to get into this game script where you're getting away from what you do well. I tell you what, one thing that makes Tom Brady look real good is Gronkowski. He doesn't look like a wrestler anymore. He looks like old Gronk. How long will that last? I don't know. But keep him in the ice. Keep massaging him. Keep giving him that therapy. Make sure he's healthy. Make sure he's good to go if Gronk is 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 one of your top options and he's good then I think Tom Brady can be good now there's this Antonio Brown thing that we have to talk about now is he gonna come in and be the best receiver in, or one of the best receivers in football 
That can be dangerous if you're a guy like, you know, uh, Tom Brady. Fancy football nerds, I know you're upset. Uh, that may take cares or catches away from Mike Evans and Godwin and things like that. But if you want to go and get Tom Brady, put him in your lineup, all he has to do is hit guys, and he's going to get those points. Um, so if 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 Brown can be one of the better receivers in the league again, if Evans can be one of the best red zone threats again, if Gronk can be Gronk and this defense can be nasty, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm giving you credit. I'm saying nice things about you right here on more football. You look pretty good right now, but let's see if you can keep doing it because midseason form is a thing, but you might run out of steam. Vox, you want to talk about fantasy football nerds? You can do what I did, which is pick up Antonio Brown before he was even signed by the Bucks. Uh, what, what Antonio Brown gives, what Antonio Brown gives Tampa Bay is options, right? If you're Tom Brady, when the Patriots were at their best, right, it was options. It was options out of the backfield. It was options with the tight ends. It was options with Julian Edelman. Uh, heck, when they were at their best, it was a, a really good option with Randy Moss, right? Uh, I, I'm not saying Mike Evans is Randy Moss, but what I'm saying is he's got options. Tom Brady has options, and Tom Brady gets to be a distributor, right? And that is where I think he's at his best. When Tom Brady gets to get, has enough time to post-snap process and get the ball where it needs to go. Can Tom Brady push the ball 45 times consistently down the field anymore? He's certainly got it in him to do that limited, but I think if you're Bruce Arians, you want to have a multiple attack on offense. And adding Antonio Brown as a piece to the puzzle gives you a multiple attack on offense, and then you get to the defense, right? And the defense is playing, I bet, as well as any of us could have hoped with young pieces in the secondary, and without, I would argue, one of their better players, Vita Vea, like you said, Foch. So, yeah, Bucks absolutely trending. So, with that being said, if the Bucks are going to sell their soul for one Super Bowl, at this deadline, do you send a six-round pick to New England to try to get Edelman just to keep everything familiar, just to make Tom Brady as comfortable as you can for one year? Do we do it? Anarchy? <laughs> Parody? Do we like that? NFL? Yes? I, I think you maybe go get some defense if you're going to go get anything at the deadline. That's just my personal opinion for the Bucks. Fair enough. Moving on. Shout out to Todd Bowles, by the way, doing a fantastic job. Meantime, you know, when you look at this team overall, I, I like the fact that the Buccaneers, they just seem to have those weapons. Now, Antonio Brown, this is a mercurial presence, to put it lightly. And Bruce Arians, at least initially, was very reluctant in terms of trying to bring him into the fold. But clearly, Tom Brady's like, no, I want him. That's my guy. Whatever happened off the field, we'll deal with that. When he's on the field, he's an electrifying presence. Let's hope A.B. has learned from his past transgressions and is able just to focus on football and help this team win. One more team here in terms of trending down, that would be the Washington football team. That's right. You know, we can just include the whole NFC East here, Richard, because it's the first time in NFL history that every single team is fewer than three wins through week seven. That's excluding strike seasons. That's how bad the NFC least is. You would like to discuss Washington. Yeah, absolutely. And look, before we get to the football uh, concerns in Washington, I want to uh, shout out Ron Rivera, who it seems has finished his cancer treatment. We all saw the video over the weekend. That was a really great moment for Washington, for Ron, for everybody. Uh, as far as on the football field, you know, Vach says they need to get a quarterback, right? Vach says they need to to tank out. I don't know if, if he's got a little Cowboys in him when he says that because he loves watching Washington lose. Uh, but I like... I don't know. I, I, dis, I, I sort of disagree that this is a full trend down, right? Because I think with a young team, particularly the way they've structured that roster and that organization, this is sort of what you wanted to see at some point in time. I think we saw it a little bit with the Eagles game earlier in the season, too. You want to see that your horses on defense can beat an offense over the head into submission. And I think that that's what they did, maybe a little bit too literally with John Bostic. That's what they did on Sunday against the Cowboys. Now, again, I know when you look at it holistically, 
they should be losing. They should be getting to a place where they get a quarterback. But look, man, this is a little bit of proof of concept for them. But yes, holistically, trending trending down, I think, considering what we think they should be doing, if that makes sense, Vach. I learned a very valuable lesson last week. Um, going into the week, the Cowboys had the 19th overall pick, and I hate it. I'm like, hey, man, we are too bad. We suck too terribly to have the 19th overall pick. How is that the case? We go into the, we go into the Eagles game. All of a sudden, oh, boy, <laughs> we're sitting at like eight now. You see what I mean? So with just that little bit of change, I'm like, hey, losing ain't that bad when you're in this situation. So when I look at the Washington football team, right, the Washington football Wizards, let's not get too high here. They look amazing because the Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys are the worst football team in the league right now so with you looking good versus us and 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 you basically dropping 10 spots in the draft just you can go to the playoffs and get beat by green band week one nobody wants to do that that's trending down for me but if you're the 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 washington team what you do is that you're building wins you're building culture terry mclaurin post-game speech he said hey y'all enjoy this win enjoy how this feels and let's work towards that so that's a good leader move by him but i I do think that's real. Just knowing what a win feels like, just enjoying that feel and working towards it. So now all they have to do is find their passer. So if I'm in charge, okay, look, we beat the Cowboys. That's cool. But can we stop winning so that we, we get one of these fun. quarterbacks? Shut it down. <laughs> that is enough. We have reached our limit. Let's move on so that we can get a young passer. Justin Fields looking incredible. Shots out the rich, putting us all up on game there. Let's try to get one of those guys so we can be great moving forward. Hey, man. Uh, I was going to mention the Cowboys, Fox, but I feel like since it's mandatory every episode we do, how about your boy Mike Nolan, the defensive coordinator? This team's on pace to allow 553 points. And uh, sorry, I'm having trouble seeing right now. I just got some Tabasco oh, in my eye. I, and that's just painful to watch the team right now, huh? God, I'm normally see. patient. I'm I'm normally patient with these coaches, right? But that's the thing that got me off Mike Nolan. And I gave him all the chances in the world. I was like, you know what? Mike Nolan doesn't have superstar players. He's installing this defense that may be whatever, whatever. Whatever excuse you want to make. I'm optimistic guy. But you get hot sauce. Wash your hands, my guy. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm so sick. Of, I didn't even wear Cowboys today. I'm wearing Michigan because I'm in draft mode right now. I'm that <laughs> sick of my Dallas Cowboys. Mike Nolan can go. Wade Phillips at the house somewhere chilling with no job. But Mike Nolan wants to get Tabasco all in his eye and lead a meeting to try to explain. And Dontari Poe's getting released and Everson Griffin's getting traded because of the hot sauce. I'm done for now. Until we get <laughs> too hot for cut. Until draft season. It's, whatever. I'm mad. To zone. More live football than anyone else. Stream exclusive Premier League and UEFA Champions League. Stream every NFL game, including the Super Bowl. Plus, exclusive Red Zone. Showing you every touchdown, every Sunday. DAZN. Start your free trial at DAZN.com and stream on multiple devices. More live football than anyone else. D-A-Z-N. DAZN. All right, next topic, fellas, the NFC West, and particularly Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, we knew coming in, Richard, you said it from the jump. I give you credit. You said this would be the toughest, most competitive division in football. Every single team could be 500 or above. You look at this Cardinals team, certainly intriguing. Now, Cliff Kingsbury, we know he made his bones with offense in college, and now he's doing that in the NFL, although icing the kicker, that's another issue, almost cost his team the game. But when it comes to Kyler Murray, listen, he joins Tom Brady, the only quarterbacks to throw three or more passing touchdowns and overcome a fourth quarter deficit of 10 points versus Russell Wilson. That game on Sunday Night Football, Cardinal Seahawks, you talk about a national showcase for anybody who hadn't had a chance to really watch the Cardinals. Eye-opening, eye-popping performance in the Cardinals. They're now 5-2. and two. 
Richard, put simply, is this team for real? Absolutely. This is a team that I think you're looking at uh, that can do more than I think like a seven and nine. I mean, this is a team that could potentially sneak into that wild card playoff spot if they keep playing like this. Uh, now, look, they're playing the I think the modern version of complimentary football, which is defense. Just get a few stops. Right. That game ended up uh, as a wild affair late. But right. They got a few stops when they really needed to. Uh, you know, the disastrous uh, interception return that DK Metcalf sort of went he-man on, right? That was, if nothing else, a big stop with Seattle on the goal line, throwing an interception there. Uh, you know, the, the the great pressure that we saw that was like an 0-6-5 front. I don't even know what we call that, Botch. But when they back out all those linebackers and Isaiah Simmons, who played like four snaps in the game previous, has that interception, right? The defense is, is, is coming up big in big spots. And we know that offense is going to score with the best of them. Now, that offense is a little bit matchup dependent, as we've seen. And again, nobody's sitting here saying the Cardinals are a Super Bowl team. We're saying they are rounding into form. They are putting their best foot forward. It looks like they have a quarterback who is something of a budding superstar, and the pieces are coming into place. So yeah, this team could sneak into the playoffs, be a wild card team, maybe make some noise that first weekend, upset somebody. And, and you know, you sort of have a good step forward from that franchise who just a year or two ago was in the cellar. I actually feel bad for Metcalf because now you got to run that fast for the rest of your life. Anything, anything, <laughs> anything off. less no than that, <laughs> anything less than that is loafing. So you got, so you got to be a, be a, be a robot till you retire. But, um, I look at this division and it's interesting that, you know, you're, you, first of all, you have to put up points and two teams are going to do it in the air, whether it be Cardinals and Seahawks and the other teams are going to do it on the ground, which is Rams and Niners. But, there, but all those teams, no matter the approach, it's going to be a 35, 40 point game. So this is kind of like Big 12 football almost, right? And any team, any week can lose because shootout is shootout. So it comes down to who's going to play the best defense. I like what you said, Rich. It's not about, like, we don't have to be the Bears. But if Russell Wilson gets 10 possessions, he just can't get 10 touchdowns. Right. If we just got to go back and forth and OK, cool, you got eight touchdowns. We got you two stops. That's the best we could do. If that's what it is, then that's going to be what it is. But I think that's great for the division because any one of these guys can win it now. So if you're a team and all of these teams, they have somebody on defense that you feel really good about. Either of these guys just, you know, they 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 play that situational opportunistic turnover defense and just let the offense just run points up on the board. It's going to be fun and anybody has a shot. So one, you know, one day on this show, we're going to say something about wild card teams and who's going to be the extra guy. What division is going to have three uh, three teams in it? This may be the three team playoff wild card team. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll get to that wildcard team conversation in a second because that is interesting. But to your point, Vach, listen, the Rams are now 5-2. and two. You mentioned everyone's got a guy on defense. Aaron Donald is their guy. Could you talk yourself into thinking maybe the Seahawks aren't the favorite anymore? Like you asked me a couple weeks ago, Russell Wilson's the MVP. They're 5-0. and oh, But their defense is awfully leaky, particularly their second year. Their pass defense numbers are bad. Do you now feel like it's anyone's ballgame in the West rather than the Seahawks being the favorite? You know, once upon a time, man, I would never, I would never bet against Tom Brady, right? That was just my rule. But now, if Russell Wilson's in the fight, that dude's in the fight. So regardless of who he has on defense, you can go and get Quandre Diggs, you can go and get Jamal Adams, whoever you want to get to add on that defense. 
Russell Wilson is going to keep those dudes in the game. And Russell Wilson kept them in the game, that rare, rare interception. But that's what we talked about, though, right? Opportunistic defenses, can you take advantage? If Isaiah Simmons drops that interception, I have no doubt that Russell Wilson is driving and he's going to win the football game because that's how magical he is. So as of now, you know, it is a quarterback league, man. And, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo almost got benched the other week. Jared Goff, I don't feel <laughs> great about. They got, you know, and, and if you look at how the Rams and the Niners set up, they don't really have a stud at running back neither. They just kind of rotate guys out. So if there's anybody in this division that we feel really good about, it's Russell Wilson. Yes, Kyler Murray is emerging, and, you know, his Nuke Hopkins chemistry is getting a little better. But if there's one definite in this division, Russell Wilson is the man. So I still had to give him the edge, but that defense could make it interesting that's all i'm saying seahawks man i love what you said if they're in the fight they're in the fight i mean that is really it man if you've got russell wilson and i think you're starting to see that right you we, we know this league if you've got a quarterback and credit to the cardinals right that's what the cardinals did right we need a quarterback we upgrade from josh rosen at the time uh and go to kyler murray if you've got a quarterback you are in the fight and in today's modern nfl that's what you need all right, so Seahawks are still the team. But as you mentioned, there's going to be more wildcard spots. And just to refresh, of course, all you NFL fans, that's right, there's an extra wildcard team this year. So when it comes to three wildcard spots, you're going to look at some of these teams and go, really? They got in the playoffs? Well, yeah, that's how it's going to be. So we'll go through a couple of these. Let's start with the Dolphins, fellas. They're at three and three. And by the way, check out DeZone. There's a terrific feature on Tua Tungabailoa, his ascent into the NFL, uh, just talking to left-handed quarterbacks. Lots of great stuff there. Once again, on DeZone, on Tua Tungabailoa and his journey. Lots of brothers, lots of family, obviously a great story coming out of Alabama. So Dolphins are at three and three. Raiders are at three and three. John Gruden, our guy. Washington's at two and five in that horrible division. The Lions are at three and three with a soft schedule coming up. And the Panthers are at three and four. Teddy Bridgewater trying to do what he can, taking over Cam Newton. I mean, those are just a selection of teams there, Vach. But which of those teams do you feel like, hey, you know what? I know it sounds funky, but that team is going to be in the wild card spot. Well, this conversation is gonna you know it depends on what the other teams are doing right like like that's the the big conversation so when we talk about the Dolphins, i like what you said like this team is in the conversation yeah the dolphins are in the conversation simply because the jets are bad new england is they're going through some trouble right now and it seems like josh allen has kind of taken a step back I'm not saying that josh allen's terrible he can he can you know go out and have another great game or whatnot but it just doesn't seem like josh allen is on the same fire that he once was so you can look at the afc east maybe it's a you know maybe it's an east thing but that division is as wide open as the opposite side right so if, if you look at it the dolphins they may be the best team in that division right now. If they can, <laughs> you know, if they can keep things going, if they can overcome, most importantly, if Tua can go be what Justin Herbert is being and what Joe Burrow is being, then I can kind of make an argument that Tua is in a better situation than those guys. We we know that the Dolphins put a lot into this defense. They put plenty of resources into it. They're going to run the ball. They're going to find their receivers. But if Tua can do Justin Herbert things, like put up 35 points a game, or even Joe Burrow's doing that same thing, right? If Tua can do that, then you have an argument for the Dolphins being the best, uh, best team in that division. So we'll see. Yeah, I sort of look at these AFC teams and think like all of these teams sort of have a path, like Vach is saying, right? And, and it's funny. Um, you know, I, I think in the NFC, we sort of have with those NFC teams, we sort of have just have teams that I don't think are going to consistently be able to get there, right? Like, I don't think the Lions are going to consistently be able to get there. Like, again, we just talked about Washington earlier in the show, played really well on Sunday. But again, they have no offense. 
they're not going to be able to get there. The Panthers, I think, are a little young right now. And because of that, I don't think they're going to get there. But I love what the Panthers are doing so far this season. But with these AFC teams, I see this sort of, uh, we talked about the mushy middle, right? And the Dolphins inhabit that. The Raiders inhabit that. Uh, They're all sort of there. And then you add that, you know, the Raiders, what are they really contending with in that division? Obviously, they're not going to win that division. You're not being the Chiefs. But what are you really contending with in that division? Like, what, what, what are the uh, the Dolphins really contending with in that division? They're contending with sort of teams that aren't going to scrap with them versus with, like, I think the Panthers can, you know, get rid of the, the, the Falcons, so to speak. So, I, I don't know. I, I look at these teams, and I think it's very interesting, and I think the AFC has a more interesting wild card sort of picture. Yeah, and the Pats right now in a whole lot of trouble. Listen, I understand they had the COVID outbreak. Cam Newton wasn't playing, couldn't practice. But, I mean, they looked terrible in their last game. Bill Belichick, we know, is the GOAT. He got outcoached by Shanahan. The 49ers took it to them as Jimmy G gets revenge on his former team. So, I'm with you guys. The Pats got some answers. And Allen, after looking like an MVP candidate for the Bills, he's regressed the last few weeks. One other thought when we close up shop here, Botch. Washington football team at 2-5. and five. Could they really be in the wild card conversation? Ron Rivera getting it done? I mean, like, what's your definition of getting it done? I mean, they're in the wild card conversation, but are they good enough to be there? It just happens that this weird rule that whoever wins the division, they just have to get into the playoff spots. Then everybody else gets their chance from there. Um, And this is how phony I am, right? Because I like to be transparent. I love that rule when we're talking about the Cowboys, right? Yeah, sure. If the Cowboys are <laughs> if, the, if the Cowboys are five and eleven, let the let the five and eleven Cowboys in the damn playoffs because Dak Prescott is amazing. Sure, but I'm phony. So it, since it's not the Cowboys in that conversation now, who wants to see the four and twelve Eagles in the playoffs? Who yeah. wants to see the Washington Football Team doing that? You know. So I mean, yeah, yeah, it depends on your definition of success. But if they can be better than the Cowboys and better than the Giants, then they have a shot i think what's what's going to be interesting is the eagles are technically the better team on paper but styles make fights and that that washington front line is 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 sick every single year i have a favorite d lineman draft guy and they just draft that dude every year they have an all-star team of college best d lineman in the world you know what i'm saying so so if they can put that together continue to get better on offense terry mclaurin seems to be a stud now no matter who's throwing the football to him then they can possibly roll out of bed and, you know, sneak into the playoffs, you know, possibly. But we'll yeah. see. Well, yeah, putting pressure on the quarterback, definitely not an issue for Washington. That certainly is the strength of that defense. <laughs> All right, enough blather. Let's talk to some actual games, right? DeZone's got some awesome features, by the way, on Rivalry Weekend. Honestly, there's some fantastic matches, particularly in the AFC North. Pittsburgh and Baltimore. So the Steelers, they outlast the Titans 27 to 24. And Baltimore, listen, with Lamar Jackson up against this defense, it's a great question, right? Because Lamar Jackson against the Blitz has a 71.8 QBR. And that's third lowest in the NFL. So you know the Steelers are going to bring the heat. Black and gold, 6-0. and Richard, I cannot wait for this game Sunday, 1 o'clock on CBS. Yeah, Vach was talking about Styles make fights earlier. And and if Styles make fights, this is going to be a slugfest, and I can't wait, right? Uh, you know, we saw KC against Baltimore earlier in the season, and we'll probably see that again in January. Who knows? Uh, but those are sort of different stylistic teams matching up. These are two teams that want to get in a phone booth and slug it out, man, and I can't wait to see it. I think you're going to see that sort of clap. I think the modern version of that classical sort of physical football that we're so used to with these two teams, especially in a, in a rivalry situation. 
Yeah, so we don't have many good teams in the league right now. There may be six or seven of them in the whole entire league right now. So when we get two good teams playing against each other, we must pay attention. We must focus. We must take notes. And the best part about it is they're going to play again in about three weeks or so. So the best thing, so what I think is going to happen is they're going to, it's kind of like a feeling out process, right? We're going to play and try to get that win, but what can I learn about you that I can use next time? Because they may see each other two more times. They may see each other in playoffs. So we're, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what what's happening there because also Des Bryant's going to be a Raven next time. So, you know, what's that going to look like? But as of now, uh, you know, you know, Jackson is evolving as a, as a, as a passer. I would like for him to get more than 200 yards passing this game. I just kind of want to see how that's going to look, get him back on that road. And he's, you know, going to use his feet going to be great. Ben Roethlisberger, like I said, that offense is just still clicking, clicking, clicking. They're one of the best teams. I think they're the best team in the league. Actually, they just seem to be the most complete right now. And it should be fun to see what they end up with. Sorry, I, the Steelers are so interesting in this game for me because what happens when you, you're you trying to run the ball as the Ravens against a Steelers front that can win, right? The Steelers have like five guys on that front that just can win one-on-one matchups. They put them in one-on-one matchups. It's just interesting to me, just sort of like theoretically thinking about this game, how the Ravens are going to go about running the ball against this front, into this front, around this front. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you think about it, the Ravens might have to throw the ball to set up the run, honestly, because if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm selling run first because I know that that's the primary weapon. And the Ravens are a scary team where they're the best running football team in the league. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make Lamar Jackson throw the football. We're going to contain. We're going to crowd that box. We're going to get guys looking right at you. There's no such thing as a quarterback spy for Lamar Jackson. We just got to kind of, you know, just do the best we can. So if he can't make throws then I would give the advantage to Pittsburgh. But like I said, chess match. We'll see. That man. All right. Look forward to that game. Next up, guys, 49ers in Seattle. A great NFC West matchup. San Francisco's feeling themselves coming off that great stomp down against the Patriots. Seattle, we know Russell Wilson is incredible. He's just the fourth player in NFL history. 20 or more passing touchdowns in his team's first six games. He's been electric so far. Vach, who do you got? 49ers or Seattle? Tell you what, man, Russell Wilson is mad, and he's not going to throw that interception again. Uh, I think it's going to get pretty bad for the 49ers, man. I just don't know if they're going to have enough on offense to keep up with the uh, with the uh, Seattle Seahawks there. Now, they're going to make it interesting. They're going to run the football. And to be fair, if you're the Niners, that might be what you got to do. You might have to run the football to keep Russell Wilson off the field. That may be the strategy moving forward. Um, but I don't, I don't foresee them being able to stop the onslaught of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson and the machine, DK Metcalf. Tyler Locke is really improving as a receiver, man. Once upon a time, coming out of Kansas State, he was just kind of a deep threat guy, just kind of a fast, gadgety dude. But he's evolving as a receiver guy. So um, I'm going Seahawks, and I'm going Seahawks pretty clear. But the 49ers always find a way to make things interesting. So let's see what happens. I think, you know, we're forgetting the Patriots gave the 49ers the ball quite a bit of times on Sunday. And I'm not sure that the Seahawks are going to do that. Obviously, we saw the the interception that Russell had, uh, the two interceptions that Russell had on Sunday. I, I don't necessarily think that is going to again happen for the 49ers. So what happens if the game script doesn't give you the ball back? What happens if you have to match them blow for blow? I, I do not think the Niners are going to be able to limit this Seattle offense. Nobody really has this season. Uh, Tyler Lockett's looking like one of the best receivers in the league. I, you have to give him his plaudits there. 
so for the 49ers, for Jimmy G, this is the game where it's like, okay, in the Super Bowl last year, you had a team that was going to light up the scoreboard. You couldn't keep up with them, right? It's a similar thing here. You've got a team can light up the scoreboard. Can you keep up, keep up with them? I, I love Kyle Shanahan. I love this offense, but I'm not so sure that he can. Quick question. What's more embarrassing, Daniel Jones running 80 yards and falling or Buda Baker running 80 yards and getting caught by DK Metcalf? There is no shame. There is no shame uh, that DK Metcalf ran you down. He was running, what, 22 miles an hour or something like that? Mm. Yeah, he's going to have to run that fast the rest of his life. Go ahead, Vach. That's just scary, man. Some some huge dude. DK Metcalf's a big dude just running me down. And Buda Baker, to be fair, because that has to be traumatic. He's he's fast. He's never been caught from behind ever in his life, man. So that 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 may be bad for his ego, but it's good for the memes. <laughs> I know you guys love Buda Baker, too. Real stunt coming out of college. Once again, DeZone's got features on all these rivalry games. So obviously it's a fantastic weekend of football. Check it out on the zone on those awesome features, which gets us to Philadelphia and Dallas. And as Vach just mentioned, Daniel Jones tripping after uh, an imaginary sniper took him out. Uh, they, listen, the Eagles win this game. They're down by 11 points, five minutes to go. They come back and rally. Carson Wentz shows that he is not the issue. He is a good quarterback. He needs weapons around him. When Fulgham's your number one wide receiver, that shows you how depleted they are, and how bad that offensive line is, and just how bad the Giants are, quite simply, because they allowed the Eagles to come back in that game. Boston Scott to the rescue as Philadelphia beats the woeful New York Giants. Now you've got Philadelphia and Dallas. Sunday night football. The Eagles are at 2-4. and four. Dallas is at 2-5 and five and dealing with Tabasco issues for Mike Nolan. In this case, because we normally so much of Philly, Dallas, me and Vach, Richard, I want to give you the first word here because I feel like Sunday night, maybe you're going to take your girlfriend out rather than watch the Cowboys and the Eagles. You guys can chop this up. You guys, when we have our meeting next week, you guys can let me know how this game went. I am opting out of this game. I am conscientiously uh, uh, objecting to this game. I'm going to enjoy my Sunday night. I may uh, do, do a socially distanced dinner, eating outside while the weather's still nice enough to do it. I may watch a movie. I may light some candles and get the skincare routine popping. Oh, come I on, am man. doing come on. anything. Yeah. Have a soul. Have a soul, Rich. To come get on. me away from this Sunday night football game. Y'all let me know how it goes after it's done. Oh, Rich. It's But it's only a rivalry if there's, like, competition. And to be fair, I normally would not let you all have the satisfaction. I would ride for my Cowboys. It just happens that I'm trying to get to the first overall pick. So, you, I mean, you guys can laugh and tee-hee all you want to. I'm still riding with Cowboy Nation, man. Um, But it looks pretty bad, man. We lost Andy Dalton last year, so now we're down to our third quarterback, Ben DiNucci, seventh-round pick from James Madison. And um, I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, close. I don't think is going to be competitive but i'll never come on this come on this show and say that the e words are going to beat the c words so it's going to end in a tie listen ben that would that don finucci okay like there's if it is that would tie, be perfect i agree rich that's actually a good call a tie for cowboys eagles well the that, that's are, what that's what you deserve a tie is what you deserve well, the Eagles are used to tying with bad teams anyway, so it is what it is, though. <laughs> Friday Night Lights, the best football movie in the world, right? They all got together in a dusty little bar, and, you know, you don't decide playoffs by who's best. We're going to decide the playoffs by just flipping a coin. So whoever in the East wins that coin toss, they're going to go to the playoffs. And I hope it's not us because I want that first overall pick. Well, yeah, this, is, this is at the point where you start cheering against your team because you'd rather have the pick because, hey, we're not going to make any noise in the playoffs anyways, but – Philadelphia, Dallas, Richard will not be watching. Me and Vach will be locked in. And last, we discuss here, fellas, 
KC and the Jets. Richard, this is one of the great one-sided matchups ever. The Chiefs with Mahomes and the high-octane offense and the winless Jets. The line was at 21 and a half at one point. And then you know that I'm kicking myself because I didn't take it at 21 and a half. I forgot to take it. Now it's down under 20. It's not getting over 20 again. Uh, Look, the Jets, you do have to give the Jets a little bit of credit. They have been playing well on defense the last couple weeks, right? We're opportunistic against the Dolphins. Offense isn't helping anybody out because they can't convert a third down into a first down. Uh, Played well against the Bills, limited the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen looked normal, looked average uh, on Sunday against the Jets. They changed the play caller. Sam Darnold came back. They, I'm not going to say functional because the second half was absolutely terrible from the Jets on offense. But I do think the Jets defense maybe, 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 just maybe could hold this within 20 points, 19 points, whatever it is. The problem is the Chiefs are finding different ways to win games, returning kicks, pick sixes. Uh, They're finding different ways to score points. They're finding different ways to help Patrick Mahomes out. Got Le'Veon Bell, got different options. Uh, It is going to be tough, as we know, for the Jets. But can they keep within 20 points? I don't know. The Jets can absolutely keep this thing with it. No, I'm kidding, man. Look, man, Kansas City Chiefs (laughs) are going to come out here and smoke these Jets. Uh, In a perfect world, I want the Jets to win so that my draft capital can be better. I mean, it's not like I'm tanking for my Cowboys. We're just naturally the worst team in ball. But the Jets against the Kansas City Chiefs, man, that is as one-sided as it gets. Now, Now, can the Kansas City Chiefs come out here and play down to their competition? They can. But even if they play down to their competition, that's still a 21 point favor, man. So I'm I don't even know why we're talking about this. I'm not going to analyze this. No, we're, we're not going to analyze this anymore. <laughs> Casey and the Jets is going to be an awfully big mismatch. Make sure you check out the zone's rookie diaries because Chase Claypool, listen, imagine if Claypool has a huge game against the Ravens, that defense. You'll want to see what I discussed with Chase Claypool. Once again, the rookie diaries on the zone. And honestly, for all your fantasy football needs, you heard Richard mention earlier, he picked up Antonio Brown before he was even with the Buccaneers. So check out the lineup. All your fantasy football needs, Wesley Chang and Steven Soyos. Those guys are awesome, and they always got you locked in. For Richard Johnson, Vox Lombardi, I'm Adam Burke. We'll get video of Richard lighting candles on next week's show. And in honor of Friday Night Lights, be perfect. Hey.